Hi there, uh, Frank Thacker. Welcome to the Daily Peacemaker. And um, don't forget to hit those like buttons or even better, if you have a share, um, you can always share it on um, your Facebook page or Twitter or wherever. So uh, anyway, that being said, um, the other day, I was having a discussion um, with a friend of mine, Johnny John what we call them. talking about violence versus nonviolence and uh, somewhere along the line he went off on this thing about turn the other cheek and he goes you know nonviolence is so passive they tell you to turn the other cheek so so what do you do you someone slaps you on the one cheek and you turn the other cheek and they slap you there and then what you hit you tell them to hit you upside the head or what so um, I let him ramble on for a little bit. Then I said, Johnny John, sit down. Boom, sat him down. And I, boom, slapped him upside the head to see how he would react. Um, no, I didn't do that. I didn't slap him upside the head. But uh, the other part was true. He had been rambling on about uh, the passivity of nonviolence and the whole turn the other cheek. So I did sit him down and I said, um, let me try to explain what that uh, turn the other cheek is really about. And I said, first of all, um, when Jesus, and that's that's where I um, first heard the term or the phrase turn the other cheek. When Jesus talked about turning the other cheek, it was very specific. He said, if someone strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other cheek. And so with that in mind, and also the culture in which that phrase first originated was one in which, first of all, you um, the left hand was only used for what they call unpleasant tasks. The right hand, if you hit someone in the right uh, with your right hand in the face um, with your fist, that was um, a bad thing in the sense of it was a peer striking a, a peer. So the notion of hitting someone on the right cheek, the only way you could really do that with your right hand is sort of that old backhand, boom. And they, they still use that today in some ways. I remember the phrase, um, I give you the back of my hand. So in that culture, hitting someone on the right cheek with the back of your right hand was the way you showed power over them. That's what masters did to slaves. That's what the power people did to the people they were dominating. Um, they even said parents would do that to kids. So it was a way of putting someone lesser than you in their place. So picture this. Um, make believe you're this Rush, uh, Russian, <laughs> um, Roman, uh, highfalutin official, and you come to, to town, to Jerusalem, because you've got this big announcement you're going to make, and where it gets out, and so people gather in the marketplace, and of course, you've got your uh, entourage with you, you know, all your followers. So you start talking about this new tax that's going to be coming, and how great it's going to be, and yes, we're going to tax you people, but we're going to use it to make the roads better and build better um, walking ways and fix up some buildings and stuff. And you're rambling on, you know, how great it's going to be. 
And then someone from the back, um, from the courtyard there, uh, one of the juice people yells out, oh yeah, yeah, you guys talk about taxes, but you never do, you don't do anything good with them. You probably need to buy some new chariots with, uh, that's why you're raising the taxes here. And of course there's silence. Who would dare to speak out like this? So you, the Roman um, governor or imperial person, the Roman big shot says to your um, crew there, he said, go get that guy, bring him up here. So they go and they bring him up and you say to him, how dare you talk while I'm talking? And boom, you slap him in the, in the, with your back of your right hand on his right cheek and that's the way you put that person in place. So you expect that person to simply turn around and crawl back to their space. That person has the choice of trying to fight back, which would um, get him in a lot of trouble to say the least, or he can just walk back and be humiliated. So that's, the, you could do the fight or the flight. And there is a third way. It's the way of nonviolence. And if he turns his other cheek, so boom, if he turns his other cheek, what are you going to do? What are you, Mr. Roman imperialist, going to do? You are basically checkmated. And who knows what would happen? That person, you may say to henchman, get that guy and get him out of here. The main point is the person that's been slapped in the cheek by turning the other cheek is, it's a takes a lot of courage to do that. But what that does basically is says to the Roman people, the Roman uh, imperialist, the Roman government, whatever it might be, what that says when he turns the other cheek is says, well, you haven't been able to humiliate me and I'm not going to allow you to do that. I'm going to show you my other side and if you want to do something, fine. But the main point is that the person has not been humiliated. They have stood in their truth. They have kept their self-respect. They have Usually what you find when you do something like that, a real nonviolence, is a real sense of um, integrity, you know, and a real sense of, of inner power. And you just go, oh, wow, that's, that's um, I guess I'm okay. So the outcome can be many things. Maybe it inspires other people that um, are in the audience there to say, oh, wow, maybe, you know, I should try to stand up in my truth and not allow the powers that be to humiliate me. It even might affect the, the Roman um, general or imperialist or governor, whatever you want to call him, the power guy. So the point that I'm trying to explain to Johnny John is turning the other cheek is not a passive action. It's actually a real powerful nonviolent action. Because, yes, it might have some good effects outside of that, but at the very least, it allows that person to keep their integrity, their wholeness, their self-respect. So the point of, of that, and that there are others where you um, 
the Roman soldiers could make someone carry their uh, equipment for a mile. And Jesus says, well, the, you know, carry it another mile. It's, it's the same thing where you're not allowing the powers that be to exercise their power over you. You're challenging them and not in a, in a like, you know, oh, I'll show you type of way, but just like, you know, you're not going to put me down, you know, by doing these things that the law allows you to do, that um, are ways of having power over me. I'm not going to let that happen, you know, regardless of what the consequences um, for me may, may be, I'm not going to fall into that trap of, allowing you to humiliate me in the way that the customs usually allow. So the point of those stories is, is to show the power of nonviolence. And also, I would add, it, it shows the need to be very creative in how you respond to, to violence. And um, yes, it takes a lot of courage. Um, it takes um, a lot of of self-centeredness. That's why, you know, we've talked in the past about the power and the need for meditation if you're really going to move into this um, nonviolent life. And if you if you look back over some of the sessions we've done, um, you can, there are some of the, well, all of them actually uh, help you, would help you live nonviolently, if I may say so myself. But there are, <clears throat> Some that are uh, maybe a little bit more powerful now, especially the one about the uh, the steps, um, the principles and steps of nonviolence, where a couple of us discuss those and how they apply for um, to everyday life. So again, I will say it again: nonviolence is a science, in that there is a knowledge base of what and how to be nonviolent. There is a skill in the sense of it's, it's an art, it's a skill that you need to practice. It's also a knot in that you need to be, it's helpful to be very creative in how you apply that in everyday life. And so again, this whole notion of I'll turn the other cheek is not a passive, um, surrender type of position. It's a real powerful response. Um, so keep that in mind and uh, we will continue here in our podcast to push this notion of, um, that's not a good word to push, to share with you the ways of, of nonviolence. And there's a whole turning uh, around because the human, we humans have been conditioned over eons to um, the notion of when we're confronted with a violent situation to either fight or flee. And nonviolence is, is a third way of dealing with, with injustice, with violence. Um, and that's what we continue to put forth here and ways to do it and uh, the whole notion of learning, practicing, and that. So, um, so I'll leave it there. Uh, we'll, we'll talk some more about these things as we go along, hopefully. And um, so, thank you for listening. As always, good to be with you. And um, I can end this with a little uh, quote from Micah, who's a Jewish um, 
prophet, I guess you would uh, call him. So it's um, act justly, love tenderly, and let us walk humbly in the ways of divine love. So peace to all, and um, hope to see you again soon. You all take care.